Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reinald Show, we talk about restoring hyperextension after knee surgery. The Ask Mike Reinald Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am joined by Lisa Russell, uh, Lenny McCrina, Dave Tilly, Dan Pope, trying to mix it up as always. Uh, here answering your amazing questions. So uh, again, we're we're at home, still not really at full go at Champion PT Performance up in Boston, but we're still here answering your questions. So if you had anything, go to MikeRound.com, click on that podcast link, and you can fill out the form to ask us questions like this. So today, I think we got an easy one here. I, I feel I don't think Lenny's going to rant on this one, but I think we got an easy one. A neat, Let's a see. Neat one. Oh boy. Uh, this, I think the niche question here is going to be very niche, but let's see here. I'm going to see how many I'm known times for I'm known for rants. <laughs> I don't think this is rantable. This is, I don't okay, think this good. is rantable, but let's see. Lynn from Arkansas said or asks, what should the goal be for knee extension post knee surgery when the contralateral knee has excessive hyperextension? Whoa. You know, I, I think it's a good question. I feel like Lenny and I's opinions, I don't want to say change because that seems wrong i think they've, they've evolved slightly over the years from from where we've done but len why don't you answer this from your perspective as like what, what you currently recommend and maybe some of the past thoughts on that too because i think a lot of people have learned something in the past and then just go right back to what they were doing 10 years ago without thinking about some new stuff stuff so yeah. what's your current thought process on this without knowing what excessive uh, hyperextension means in the question i'm going to assume it's like that excessive like 10 15 degrees of hyperextension uh, which is, is a lot for some people but um hyperextension is normal um it's it, it's if you measure people's knees they're going to probably have four to six degrees easily of hyperextension so the excessive person 10 to 15 degrees i would say maybe 10 15 20 years ago um, we would say that's eh, maybe maybe that's why you tore your acl let's just get to zero and you'll be fine <laughs> and then we we got some research that had come out that showed that those people long-term uh, don't do as well. So they have anterior knee pain. Uh, they may get some arthritis in the front of their knee, like patellofemoral joint. Um, they just never get back to their sport because they always have irritation of the knee. And so a couple studies that I always go back to by uh, Don Shelbourne out of Indianapolis showed that the ligament has no extra laxity on it if you gain hyperextension back, meaning similar to the other, other side for that person um, and their function improves. Like they feel better about their knee and people report that all the time. So for me, my goal in PT is to get hyperextension uh, immediately. So it's going to, again, depending on the person, if they are really loose jointed, 
I'm not going to go at it as fast as somebody who only has three or four degrees and they are known to be somewhat tight. Um, you know, that's just their persona. So for somebody who's really loose jointed, like the question asked, I'd probably say get maybe half of it, something like that. If they had 10 or 15 degrees, I'd probably get five to seven degrees, uh, you know, relatively quickly. I'm not going to try to you know, crank on their knee, but I want the patient to comfortably get it and feel comfortable getting it at home. And then the rest of it usually comes with just functional activities because they have the underlying tissue laxity. Um, you know, they, there are some studies out there that show people who have you know, hypermobile tissue have more elastin than collagen in their makeup. So they are going to get the emotion back easier than somebody who doesn't. So we don't know that we're going to biopsy everybody's legs or perhaps everybody's uh, tissue. But I think you, you know pretty quickly by some kind of like a bait and score or something like that. And just getting uh, information that will help to you know guide you know how quickly you want to progress somebody. But for somebody to answer the question, symmetry is important. Uh, numerous studies have shown that it's important and for functional outcomes and won't put stress on the ligament. Um, and so I, I that's my goal is pretty quickly try to get uh, most of the motion back, but let the rest come back through function. And, and you know, going historically through that, I think this speaks to both our experience, but I think this is the general experience too. At first, I agree. We were definitely like, let's get it all back. Let's get hyperextension back right away. Then I think we evolved a little bit like, uh, let's try to keep them at neutral. A lot of people said, let's keep it neutral. It's going to put too much stress. And then we've evolved to kind of like, you know, be a little bit more individualized, but tend to lean on restoring, but not forcing maybe. So, yeah. um, so let's go through a couple specifics and then, you know, anyone jump in based on opinion, somebody on the contralateral leg has zero to five degrees hyperextension, how much do you get back and how fast? Uh, Len, Len, you want to start? And then if anybody disagrees or agrees. So they have five, five degrees of hyperextension. Is that what you said? Z zero to five degrees. Like somebody's in that zone on the contralateral side. Are you getting yeah. it all back in how fast? Uh, I'm going to probably get them to at least zero, at least, you know, you know, we measure, you know, we're probably going to have three to five degrees of error, but I'm going to get it back uh, somewhat quickly, zero to two-ish. I want to see a little hyperextension when they come in. I'm not going to try to get them to five right away, but I want to see a little hyperextension, you know, those first couple of weeks and we keep it because if we don't keep it, if they start coming in and they start lacking extension, you start worrying about a Cyclops lesion. Uh, so right, the so people that, oh, sorry, good. No, no, no. So I was going to say, so they have five degrees on the other side, you get them to two forever, or do you ever get them to five? No, I'm going to get them to five eventually, but I'm going to probably, I'm going to monitor it every time somebody comes in to see me after an ACL. I don't care if they're nine months out of surgery. That's the first thing I look on, on at somebody is their extension. I want to measure their extension. So for them, I'm not going to get it immediately, but I'm going to get them to five degrees eventually. You know, how quickly that comes back. I don't know. We'll see. We'll monitor it. If they are kind of hovering at two and they're stuck there at eight months out of surgery. Well, yeah, I'm going to, hopefully I didn't mess that up and I, I be more <laughs> aggressive, but I think they're eventually going to get, I'm going to get them to five degrees by the time that they are doing functional activities and feeling good. Anybody else? That's too beautiful. I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> I, I feel like somebody in the zero to five range, I'd be a little bit more prone to get them to five sooner, to be honest. Cause I, I think what we're trying to do is I'm trying to chunk people in terms of their hyper laxity. Correct. That might be somebody, right. I would get them. So instead of getting, uh, I feel like you would too. Person, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, maybe I didn't say it well, but that person has 10 to 15 degrees of hyperextension. I'm not going to push on them. I'm going to let that come naturally because that's going to come. But that person who's probably a little tighter and only has that zero to five somewhere in that range, I'm going to get two ish, three ish, something like that. And then just let the rest kind of hopefully come. Um, but I'm probably gonna be a little bit more aggressive, probably gonna do a little more low load, long duration stretching with them because I know yeah. that they are just not that tissue laxed person. Hey. 
if they're two months out and they're two degrees versus five degrees, I know that doesn't sound like a lot. I, I'm doing low load. I'm working on that. I'm I'm yeah. concerned about that. So yeah. I feel like the zero to five, I'd be a little bit more prone to get them closer to five sooner than later. Like not week one, but probably within the first right. month. Um, now uh, somebody with 15, 20 degrees on the other side, yeah. what do we do? How does that change the equation? There's big arguments out there. So I'm always, as you guys know, uh, hovering in social media world. And um, there's some docs the are like blogosphere. No, like, the blogosphere on the interweb. Um, <laughs> some, some, and I have conversations on on Twitter and stuff like that with docs who are like, no, do not. If they have ten to fifteen degrees of hyperextension, you do you keep them at zero. I don't want them. Oof. I don't want them to to tear their ACL. Yeah, yeah, I mean zero or barely a, get hyperextension. Percentage of that difference, though, when you think that's like twenty percent difference. I, I, can you imagine being that person who has a 15, 20 degree difference in, the, in their amount of motion in their, in their knee compared to the other side and how differently that feels? But the doctor's yeah, yeah, concerned yeah. structurally, right? The doctor's concerned with re-tearing that ligament. We're concerned with function. It comes down to this oftentimes, especially with rotator cuff repairs, right? We're concerned with function. Can the person go and do their life? The doctor's concerned with re-tearing that rotator cuff. Same thing with this ACL thing. I, I, for me, if that somebody has 15 degrees, I'm going to get them seven degrees or so, seven or eight degrees, about half. And then not nine, again, nine would be not, bad. Not nine. No, no, bad. Pull that lemon out. Nine. <laughs> r- r- roughly half. And yeah, I, no, I like that. Usually I, the rest will come back. I'll, I'll prop them up. I'm not going to put a 10 pound ankle weight on their knee. You know, I don't think I don't need to do that, but I'm going to prop them up and just like gravity kind of push their knee straight and I'm going right, to monitor right. them. I'm going to maybe give them a little overpressure. If they're feeling pain in the front of their knee, when I start doing overpressure or if I start assessing them, that's usually more indicative of a cyclops lesion than if they feel pressure in the back of their knee, that's going to be more indicative of capsule and or hamstring. So that's another nice little test that you can do is that overpressure test. If you start seeing somebody losing motion or they're kind of plateauing or getting irritable in the anterior knee, look for a cyclops lesion because it's, uh, it's, it's in five to 10% of cases typically, but, um, I think it's underdiagnosed and it's a reason why people don't get the emotion back. And it's a lot of what I see in my practice because of a blog post and a video that I did, people are finding me from all over the place because of, uh, missing cyclops lesions and just assuming getting zero is, is good enough. So think about it. If you have 15 degrees of hyperextension and you only get to zero to five, which a lot of people say, that person is not getting to their terminal knee extension. They're not getting their full screw home mechanism. They probably have their quadriceps isometrically engaged all freaking day. You know, they're all just like walking around. I can't wait to see that transcribed below all freaking day too, by the way. So can can I say, don't transcribe those last two sentences, fourth (laughs) sentence, now three sentences. I don't know what to do anyway. But like, think about it. Like if, if you're used to having hyperextension and you don't, you feel like that thing is bent 90 degrees. Yeah. Right. So, and, and it's going to be a functional thing. We tend to see people with hyperextension that don't get their extension back, have a really hard time getting their quad back and they're going to have a ton of problems down the road with that. Right. So it's something to keep in mind. So, you know, I, I guess just to summarize, I guess I would say again, like that zero to five range, I feel like where y- you could argue they're not like super lax. We'd probably be, that's the person that's coming in where maybe we're putting like a, like a little ankle weight over their distal thigh to kind of give some overpressure into extension, let them kind of get that motion over time. But somebody that's 
you know, 15 degrees, that's somebody we get halfway and you just prop them up with a heel wedge and probably gravity's enough to give them a little bit of an overstretch. You don't have to be as aggressive yeah. with that. So, but I think the general concept is this, there is no one answer. There's really no one answer to anything, right? It depends on the person, the tissue type and their amount of motion on their other side. So I guess the answer is always, it depends, right? Yeah. But I think, you know, if you think strategies like this, I think that's, that's a good way of doing it. I will say that if you're on either end of like, let's just jam it into hyperextension as far as we can, that could have some bad things. But I would say you probably are more likely to have bad things if you're on the other end and you let them get tight, right? So make sense? Yeah. Awesome. Good episode. Thanks, Len. Always good to hear. You know, Len's, Len's the guy for these types of questions. I didn't think that was a good rant. That was, I mean, that was just, that was education. There's nothing to rant about. Should we ask about meniscal repairs in, in, we have in the 90s? Why are we stuck in the 90s? Prone hangs. Prone hangs. How about prone hangs? Yeah. Uh, another no, no. Great question, Lynn. Thanks so much. If you have a question like that, head to the website, MikeRonald.com. Click on the podcast link and you can fill out that form. Keep asking away. Head to iTunes, Spotify, rate, review, subscribe, whatever you guys do on podcast things. And we will continue. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRonald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.